Hello and welcome to another edition of the PHNX D-backs podcast right here on PHNX. My name is Derek Montia, occasionally known as, uh, I don't know, Captain Montia. I'd like that. Uh, this is me first mate, the one and only Thunderstick Jesse Friedman. You're trying too hard, Derek. Am I? To was, uh, I just wanted it to be. It's a, it's, a, it's a good day. The Diamondbacks win yet again on a day where we have a post-series show. Uh, we were playing pickleball. Some of us better than others, Jesse. Uh, but, of course, this show is brought to you by the fine folks at, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use our code of PHNX and get yourself a free bet up to $1,000. Of course, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Uh, big win today, Jesse. The Diamondbacks are able to win three out of four against the Pittsburgh Pirates and kind of did it uh, in, in, in hand, handled them pretty well, right? Like they, these were, these weren't small victories. These were pretty big victories. The Diamondbacks got some pretty consistent offense. And especially today, they had a big, uh, big inning there that kind of blew things open. They really did. Uh, it's not often you see a seven-run seventh inning, right? That was a, a pretty incredible, pretty pretty incredible for the Diamondbacks today. I know we'll we'll get into it more, but Emmanuel Rivera had a really big hit in that um, in that inning, and Dalton Varsho that that double Derek would have been a home run in twenty-seven out of thirty oh, major league oh, ballparks. It just barely clanked off of the right center field porch. It was nearly a grand slam, but nonetheless, a big time hit for Dalton Varsho and a big, big end to the series that I think was important for the Diamondbacks. Like if you had, if you had split a series with the Pittsburgh Pirates, especially going into this really difficult stretch that the team has near the end of the season, I think we all would have looked at this as, as sort of a failure, right? So coming away with three out of four is really big for them. Elizabeth said the D-backs made the Pirates walk the plank and Mm -hmm. I appreciate that comment me hardy uh but of course yeah right i mean the we've said this in the past and it, it would have been sad with a split as our friend brett johnson in the comments says i think that's yeah. it i mean the pirates aren't exactly a, the diamondbacks really aren't a position to be claiming that they're much better than a lot of the teams in in the league but really when it comes down to it uh they they struggled in their series in Pittsburgh against the Pirates and they have not struggled against this team the Pirates are one team that the Diamondbacks have beat over the last like 30 outings pretty consistently and uh it was pretty big you know for them to do it in this particular series I think considering what's coming ahead right we've talked about how difficult their schedule is in the second half of the season but more importantly how difficult how difficult their schedule is the second half of August and moving into the month of September, things get very, very uh, difficult. You know, I, I don't, I, I don't know how else to say it. Shitty, uh, bad, uh, foreboding. <laughs> I, all the adjectives, all everything you want to call it. Like things, things take a turn for the worse here after they play the Rockies in Colorado. But you know, these are the series. These are the, these are the games that they need to try to win just to kind of get themselves on a roll a bit before they do face some of these tougher teams. Yeah, and I mean one of one of those tougher teams, which honestly is looking a little bit less foreboding as the days go on, is the San Francisco Giants, right? The Diamondbacks yeah. have a four-game series in San Francisco next week, and that's going to be a big series because the Diamondbacks have an opportunity, like we've been talking about the last few days. They've got a shot at third place. Like I do not think that the best that they can do is just beat the Colorado Rockies. Although that is, you know, a goal that we've talked a lot about is, you know, uh, something that would be good for them to be able to do um, this season. But 
if they could find a way to beat the San Francisco Giants as well in the division, that would be big. And they have a lot of games coming up against the Giants uh, between now and the and the rest of and the end of the season. So the opportunity is certainly there for the Diamondbacks to try to do that. Is that a sad goal? Is is aiming for third place in your division like the saddest goal that you could have? Or I mean, considering where the Diamondbacks better are than aiming for fourth place. Right. It's better yeah. than aiming for fourth yeah. place. That's what we were talking about like a week ago. So <laughs> we just want to beat the Rockies. We just want to beat Patrick Lyons. It's it's important. We'll get to the all city division, but beating teams within our company is very important to us. Uh, but yes, I think third place, third pace, uh, third place isn't too ambitious. Right. It's not it's not getting into that ridiculous mode of thinking of playoffs and, and you know, that kind of thing that can really leave you disappointed should they not reach that that pinnacle. But uh, like either Jaime or Jamie in the com- I'm gonna say Jaime based on Portillo. Uh, he said uh, bronze isn't bad, and I'm not. I'll take bronze. I take bronze at this point for sure as as an achievement. I just feel like it's kind of a a sad goal to have in baseball <laughs> to be like, man, it would be nice if we finished third. Well, I mean, Johnny Venerable was pretty satisfied with bronze and pickleball today. So, um, you know, I don't know. I don't know what else you could possibly be looking for, right? <laughs> those were nice medals by the way and we will get to pickleball and jesse still not knowing the rules by game six i we need to have a talk about that we need to have a talk about yeah way too many games under our belt at that point for you to be looking oh at my at, gosh know, letting the pickleball bounce but uh that is the, course- that is the reason that one mistake derek is definitely why we lost uh what was it seven to two um, it was just that one error that I made. Other than that, we easily would have had that game. We scored two, but uh, <laughs> let's take a look at the numbers. We we didn't do good offensively at pickleball, but the Diamondbacks definitely did well offensively in this series. Uh, starting pitching, relief pitching, batting with runners in scoring position, all uh, all pluses for this team in this series. Yeah, I mean, the, the starting pitching was, was really good throughout um, – Ironically, Merrill Kelly was was not as good as we're used to seeing him in this game today. Um, he went five innings, three runs, which is which is not bad. I mean, we are at the point where that's a really bad start for Merrill Kelly is five innings, three runs. Um, he threw 99 pitches, so pitch count was was a little bit higher than what we're used to seeing for that amount of length from him. Uh, but the D-backs came through, Derek, in, in some really big spots in this series. And um, we certainly saw that in the seventh inning in this game. Um, Emmanuel Rivera was up against a right-handed pitcher, which is, um, not primarily the role that he serves in this lineup, right? The Diamondbacks, right. Troy Lovello had him, um, in the lineup, uh, batting second in this game with a lefty on the mound. Uh, but you certainly don't, you know, it, it's not an ideal outcome necessarily for him to be in a big spot late in the game, uh, facing a right-handed reliever. So for him to come through in that big spot was, was really, really big. And actually, Emmanuel Rivera has been incredible. Uh, like you said, it was part of this team. Uh, we tweeted out from the account uh, exactly how good he's been as a member of this team. And I mean, this right here, this gives you fits. If 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 you are uh, a fan of his and you saw your team let him go to see him doing this for the Arizona Diamondbacks. It, yeah, I mean, 
I know we, we tweeted that and instantly everyone on Twitter is commenting about how the Diamondbacks clearly won the trade and um, <laughs> which at least so far, I mean, it's hard to argue with that. That graphic actually isn't updated with his last at bat of the game, which he doubled. So he's actually seven for 19 um, at this point in his Diamondbacks career. Uh, for those of you curious about our old friend, uh, Luke Weaver, uh, I believe he's pitched three innings with the Royals so far. He's given up two runs uh, with, I think he's allowed four hits, one walk, two strikeouts. So uh, sort of more of the same three innings, two runs, no, nothing spectacular from Luke Weaver so far in Kansas city, but Emmanuel Rivera has been really good for the D backs. And he's, he's done a, some of that against right-handed pitching, which you really have to hand it to the guy. It, it doesn't seem like, um, that's, that's necessarily been a strength for him so far in his big league career. If you look at the numbers, but since coming to Arizona, he's, he's done damage against both lefties and righties. And as a matter of fact, he's actually our draft Kings King of the series. Let's go 455 batting average in this series, two runs, three RBI, one home run. Most of that damage offensively just from today alone, but a consistent series, uh, for, for him, for this team and, and immediately making an impact. As far as you know, uh, uh, someone that the Diamondbacks receive via trade, uh, it's it's a relief to see somebody come in and uh, pick this team up like this because they they sure needed it, especially offensively. At times, it felt like uh, you know, especially in this series, when you look at the numbers, it's pretty well spread around. Like the offense was a, a team effort. There was nobody particularly that stood out except Rivera, considering he's so new to this team. He had a huge impact on today's win and, uh, again, was just consistent in the games he played in and the other the other two games that he played in. Yeah, and I mean, I'm even thinking back to, to Sunday, right, against the Rockies in that series finale. The Diamondbacks wound up winning that game 6-4. to four, And Torrey Lovello, after that game, was very complimentary of Emmanuel Rivera. Uh, the Diamondbacks were down 4-2 to two after a four-run six-inning uh, from the Rockies and Emmanuel Rivera responded in the bottom half of that inning and instantly got one of those runs back with a solo home run. Uh, Torrey was very complimentary of, of him in that spot, just uh, lessening the deficit for the D backs and, and helping them uh, maybe relax a little bit more down one run instead of two yeah. runs with a couple innings to go. So uh, he was big even even before this series. He's really done it ever since he joined the team. Um, and I'm not here to say that Emmanuel Rivera is necessarily, you know, like the long term answer at third base. The Royals didn't view him that way. That's why they made this trade in the first place. But yeah. sometimes, Derek, we've seen it before. A, a change of scenery can be a pretty powerful thing for some players. And I know uh, the Diamondbacks have been on the opposite side of this a number of times, right? Where where we've talked about it a lot. There have been some players who have gone elsewhere um, and found more success there. So a uh, big opportunity here for Emmanuel Rivera to come in. And uh, the door is really wide open with the Diamondbacks at third base moving forward. I think Rojas might be someone they look to move around more moving forward. So um, he has an opportunity to to earn himself a role out there. Even in the loss in this series, the Diamondbacks still managed to put up, you know, runs on the board. It just, uh, speaking of Rojas, there was a weird thing at the end of that game where uh, Rojas was going to pinch hit, and then they brought out, I think, a lefty, and then they went with Luplo. Uh, right. Who, you know, uh, it was it was definitely a, an overthinking situation, I feel like, but uh, you can't help but know that Jordan Luplo just happens to just crush, uh, you know, sometimes, and I, I get where he was going, but Rojas to me is one of those guys I would like to see in the game in big moments and big situations. He seems to be a clutch player for this team. 
Uh, Rivera yeah. might be exactly that. I don't know what the Royals situation is with a third base, but they just might have a situation like the Diamondbacks had with the outfield where he wasn't going to get to play much. And uh, they, they might have their third base situation figured out where the Diamondbacks are still searching for that. But uh, definitely shout out to Emmanuel Rivera. He might be the answer for them at third base. And it would be great to see them uh, have just a little bit uh, of the infield lockdown over there at the corner because they still seem to be searching for that. Like you said, Rojas uh, can be moved around. And I think his versatility is still a strength to his game. Um, yeah. While we're talking about the DraftKings uh, sports book, I have my DraftKings pick of the week early uh, because I'm on. we're on a roll. And I'm going with the Arizona Diamondbacks in their game on the road against the Colorado Rockies. I'm taking them to cover the run line. Uh, right now, they're one and a half run favorites to over the Rockies, which, yeah, come on, explain your power rankings, MLB. Uh, DraftKings gets it right. Uh, I'm also taking the over on runs at 13 and a half runs, and I'm picking Dalton Varsho to get a hit. So there's a nice little uh, three. So this is all. This is all Friday's game against against uh, the Rockies. This would be Friday's game against the Rockies. Yes. So Zach Davies, Antonio Senzatella. All right. Yes. Yeah. What do you think? I like it. You think I that? like what it? Do you think? Do you think the over over thirteen and a half runs. I can't take that's... the under. I can't take the under in Coors <laughs> Field, Jesse. I, I think that's take, the I trap, can't, though. I can't take the under. I can't. <laughs> Uh, I think that's the trap that they want you to fall into know, because everyone everyone just feels like you have to take the over at Coors Field no matter what. But I mean, the over would mean the over would mean fourteen or more runs, and I don't know. I mean, that's not uncommon at Coors Field, but right, uh, right. Zach Zach anyway. Davies has been a fairly steady presence for the Diamondbacks this season. He hasn't given up big time run totals very often. He's been a pretty consistent, you know, two run, three run a game sort of a guy. Um, so. I don't know, Derek. We'll we'll see how things pan we'll out. We'll see for you how tomorrow. that one plays out. You can hold my feet to the fire on that one since I took the Diamondbacks. But of course, make sure to sign up over at the DraftKings Sportsbook if you haven't done so already. Use our code of PHNX. New customers make a deposit and you will get uh, to a thousand dollars in a risk-free bet back. Uh, use that wisely. Make sure again. Don't do what I do. Don't use don't use your risk-free bet for a ten dollar bet. And then regret it for the rest of your time. Uh, that you make it, make a big bet, swing for the fences because it's risk free. You'll get it back as a bet. You're not getting your money back, but you'll get it as a bet to still bet on the DraftKings sportsbook. So make sure to do that, and then you can, you know, maybe do a safer bet if you don't hit your first bet. But that's promo code PHNX only at the DraftKings sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Like Jesse said, maybe don't fall into the trap at Coors Field going the over uh, instantly. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. Like, here, like if the if the over under was like like nineteen and a half, like would you still take the over? <laughs> I don't know. Probably. I'm just a little uh, concerned. Like I wonder, like how high they could make it where you would still. It's uh, it's uh, yeah. I mean, probably when you start talking about eighteen runs and more, that might that might you know throw me off a little bit. All right, like baseball <laughs> is not. One of those games where you can consistently do that every night, even at Coors Field. But uh, your mileage may vary at the DraftKings Sportsbook. So take that, take my bet, do it, and then, you know, come yell at me on Twitter. You guys know where I'm at. Uh, of course, another place that we want to direct you to is our friends at FOCO.com because they are killing the collectibles game. They are filling the uh, bobblehead size hole in my heart, uh, as well as might be doing the same for you, uh, especially if you're a Cubs fan or a Reds fan. Tonight is right now, as we speak, the Field of Dreams game is going on. We're going to talk about that in a little bit, but they have uh, collectibles commemorating the Field of Dreams game, not to mention they have all of your official licensed uh, 
collectibles and and apparel because jesse's dog very picky uh will not wear unlicensed <laughs> apparel so uh we do it for jesse's dog we make sure that he's hooked up with only the there finest apparel in all the land but uh they got you covered with crocs and collectibles of course the bobbleheads i've talked about uh all over there at foco.com and if you use our code of phnx you'll get 10 percent off on all non-presale items uh, and that's over at foco.com. You can uh, go there or click in the link below in our description. Um, yeah, Jesse, that's what I got. Uh, speaking, speaking of commemorating occasions, we hear from our guy Gambo on the radio uh, over at Arizona Sports 98.7 FM that Corbin Carroll is going to be called up in September. He didn't he didn't technically say those words. He said I expect he, he said I expect. I expect the Diamondbacks will call up Corbin that's Carroll in good. September. That's, that's, that's as good as it happening, right? It's concrete. It's it's Gambo's never wrong, right? Right? Yeah, I mean, this didn't right? this did not sound <laughs> like like I I am a big believer in in Gambo and and his sources in general. This didn't For sound sure. like I For am sure. reporting that the diamond like it, it wasn't quite to that level. Um, nope. and I I tweeted about it, and he quote tweeted my tweet and said, "Yes, I believe it is likely Corbin Carroll is called ah. up in September." So I okay. think he's sort of backing off of. I don't know if he wants this to be perceived as like he's reporting that this is for sure going to happen. I don't think that's his intent here, but um, it is interesting to me if you if you look back to last season around this time, we were talking about this young kid named Alec Thomas who is putting up big time numbers in Reno, and we were wondering, are the Diamondbacks going to call up Alec Thomas before the end of the season? And the answer to that question was no. Right, the Diamondbacks did not call up Alec Thomas. In fact. He didn't open uh, this season with the team either. It took about a month or so uh, before he played his first major league game. So I kind of wondered, uh, just based off of that comparison, if the Diamondbacks would do something similar with Corbin Carroll. But based on what what Gambo said, it it does seem like uh, it seems likely. Uh, those were Gambo's words. That it is likely that Corbin Carroll will play in September and. Uh, Derek, last I checked, September is only about three weeks away. So it's uh, pretty exciting here for the Diamondbacks and their fan base. I, I, I say this a lot, Jesse, but if you aren't excited, get excited. Get excited there now. I'm just, oh, man, Jesse, I'm getting the bat out. I like usually I do this in anger, but yeah, I'm not like, sure. I don't know. coming. No, it doesn't work the same. It doesn't have the same impact, but I'm still, I'm that level of excited, Jesse. I'm ready. I'm ready for it. I'm hyped. I'm excited because obviously uh, we're that much closer to the future of this team being its present and not this future that we keep alluding to and keep talking about. Corbin Carroll yeah. for the Reno Aces is slashing 325, 444, 563 with a 1.067 OPS. Pretty good numbers. Is that right? Can you pretty, verify pretty that from me? Are those numbers correct? I think so. I don't good. have them in front of me, but good. they sound they sound accurate. He's batting like four fourteen um, in his last like four or five games. So um, yeah, I think the one thing with Corbin Carroll, the one thing that they might be looking at um, that they want to get straightened out before he comes to the big leagues is that his numbers against lefties are a little bit more modest. His batting average is okay. I think it's like 250, something like that. His on-base percentage is still okay. I think it's in like the low, mid-300s. Um, but his slugging percentage is, I, I think, also in the 300s against lefties uh, yeah, since becoming part of the Reno Aces. 
he in 2022 um he is hitting against left-handed pitching 275 376 425 with an 801 ops but that is and that's not- that's against all yeah, that's sure. that, I think that's a, the entire season. That's not his splits, just uh, or that's not just at Reno, right? But, so I think yeah. in Reno, it's it's similar, maybe a little bit lower uh, than the numbers that you just gave. So I mean, that's like fairly nitpicky. I mean, we've seen a lot of guys come up to the majors who always have had horrible numbers against lefties if they're if sure. they're left-handed hitters, and you just kind of put up with it. I mean, yeah. most left-handed hitters really struggle against left-handed pitching. It's it's really like an elite few in baseball who are able to to avoid that. Um, and also Josh Rojas, who somehow has like roughly equal splits in his major league career. I think he actually has been slightly better against lefties in his big league career, which is pretty wild. But that would be the last thing that you might be looking at with Corbin Carroll that maybe he's he's working on in the minors. He's only had like 100 plate appearances uh, professionally against lefties, which is pretty wild that he could be a major leaguer um, having only had that amount of uh, that amount of opportunity in, in the minors. Um, but he's he's getting close and and whenever that does happen it's going to be an exciting exciting day here for the diamondbacks in seven games in the month of august he's hitting 412 444 588 with a 1.033 ops there you go there you go yeah that's how which is just sort of normal Yeah. yeah That's just sort of normal Corbin Carroll at this point. I will say a lot of like a lot of his slug is because he like he stretches out uh, like half or more of his singles into doubles, um, which is which is sort of hilarious. Um, it's sort of like every single time Corbin Carroll hits a ball to the outfield, um, he's he's pretty much gunning for second base almost every single time. So that's definitely part of his slugging percentage. But he's hit a few homers in Reno as well. Um. I mean, I guess I, I guess the question is not to beat this up too much, but uh, how excited should we really be here, right? Like, are we at this point now where we are really starting to see uh, the D-backs Avengers assemble? You know, I don't even know <laughs> if you get that reference at all in any way, comic book wise or movie wise. But is this where we're starting to see uh, the pieces of the Infinity Stone fit into the gauntlet? I did it again. I have seen the Avengers. I have right. seen the Avengers, Derek. Right. So you're you're oh, okay. I'm good. I'm good. But I mean, like, yeah, is this is are we starting to come together? I mean, is this like again? I know one of the things I really like about the idea of Carol coming up early is, you know, getting those early jitters out. Who knows what we're going to yeah. see out of Tommy Henry in start three? But what we saw out of Tommy Henry in start one versus start two was almost two different guys. And a lot of it was those nerves was that adjusting to being a major league player. So the fact that this season is a bit of a wash at this point, and we don't really have high expectations about it going any way, one way or another, I feel like it's the perfect opportunity for a kind of low, I guess, uh, you know, low pressure, you know, entry into the league and, and to kind of get those, those, those milestones out of the way, that first game, that first hit, that first home run, you know, that first defensive play that you make, just those things that are kind of like, okay, once you get that one in and it gets behind you, now you can really start your major league career from this point on. Yeah, I mean, Corbin Carroll is the best Diamondbacks prospect since Justin Upton. I I feel pretty comfortable saying that at this point. Uh, Justin Upton was, of course, taken first overall in the draft and 
Um, he made his debut at the age of 19 back in 2007. Corbin Carroll is not that young at this point, but um, he has that kind of a pedigree and that kind of an, a level of expectation about him. Um, I don't think anyone can be too excited for this moment, Derek. Um, I really don't think it's possible. I think in your excitement, like know that it's not as if Corbin Carroll is going to come up and, you know, bat 350 right away. Like that probably won't happen. I don't want to say it's impossible, uh, but yeah, temper your expectations, but be very, very excited because I don't think that there's been a bigger day, honestly, outside of the few Diamondbacks playoff appearances that we've had in the last decade. I don't know if there's like been anything bigger for this franchise um, in the last decade, decade and a half than a guy like Corbin Carroll making his big league debut. Like this is that big of a moment in my mind. Um, just because of he's the number two prospect in baseball or the number one prospect in baseball, depending on who you ask. And he really has an opportunity to step in and and change the direction of this franchise, not not all by himself, but like to really be a big part of where this team could go in the next few years. Well, and we know how much money Ken Kendrick has in baseball cards. So we know that the money will be there in the future to finance keeping Corbin Carroll, Alec <laughs> Thomas, and everybody part of this team. Uh, apparently, someone Brett in the comments said, uh, "Build him a statue already." So we got to get the money for the statue. There you go. Here, there you sure. go. Sure. <laughs> um, and I mean, Brett may or may not be on OGs, but I'm not uh, judging him at all because it's a celebratory <laughs> mood, and I think uh, it's a fine time to enjoy our friends at OGs brands gummies they are arizona's top selling gummy of course they're a local brand so it's always great to get down with our friends that are local but more importantly they're flavoring life jesse uh they are making their gummies delicious they offer a wide variety of flavors as well as strains and doses for anybody to get in on more importantly they are giving away a free flavoring life gift basket kind of deal in our flavoring life sweepstakes uh go to our website of gophnx.com or click the link below in our show notes and enter. Uh, the winner will receive three bags of OG's gummies, including orange creamsicle and tropical flavors, an OG's hat, a PHNX shirt of your choice, and a PHNX annual membership. Sign up at gophnx.com again, or click the link below and check out our friends OG's online at their website at ogsbrands.com and on Instagram at ogsbrands. That's O-G-E-E-Z. Uh, you can also find their products at your local dispensary. Must be 21 years or older to purchase. Emma didn't put the graphic up unless I might not have been paying attention if she did or not. But again, I just, it's another opportunity for me to comment on the fact that I don't know that woman in the picture. And that's, I'm sticking to that. I'm just, that's, there it, there is. it is. There I'm it sticking is. to that. I don't, Sorry, it took me a second to find the graphic. My bad. Okay. No, it's fine. It's fine. That's another uh, opportunity just to once again say uh, how good OGs are, I guess, is the, is the real key there is, uh, that but anyway check them out win all that stuff hopefully when not to mention what Derek what? You, you don't remember it either don't give me shit I don't want to hear nothing from you you want to close your window down or what I mean what were you no I'll say? take the, I'll take the heat but at the but bro you sent who found that photo to make that graphic how did Sean or Michaela get I that took that picture I took that photo and you sent mind. it into them and you don't yeah. know this woman no I don't know this woman I don't that's okay see these are the accusations i'm trying to clear up by saying i don't know this person i don't even know how this picture got taken um but it did and that's eric OG just he just wanted to he just wanted to show off his chest hair he really liked that the picture he you know 
He gets it. It's the little, it's the Millennium Falcon shirt, Jesse. It's got little tiny Millennium Falcons on it. It's adorable. I love it. Um, also, they're not the only ones giving stuff away. Go to our website and our Toast of the Month sweepstakes as well uh, from our friends at Four Peaks. Cheers to Four Peaks. Cheers to all of you. I am drinking a Joy uh, Bus Wowie because I'm on the Joy Bus right now after watching the Diamondbacks smack the Pirates around in game four. Of course, uh, you can enter to win the Toast of the Month sweepstakes. Get yourself a $50 Four Peaks gift card. Uh, yes, ma'am. Cheers to you. Uh, a PHNX shirt of your choice and a PHNX annual membership. Go to gophnx.com or click the link below in the show notes. Must be 21 or older. Enjoy responsibly. If you get a chance, uh, join us. Uh, that's a good catchphrase, by the way. Brett Johnson says, oh, geez, so good. You won't even know you're making friends. I like that. I might use that in the, uh, Brett, I might use that in the future. I'm just telling you now. <laughs> uh, but also, Four Peaks, another chance to make wonderful friends. If you get a chance, join us down at the 8th Street Pub. We'll be down there broadcasting on the final Wednesday of every month. If you don't get a chance to join us, make sure to pick up their delicious beers wherever you get your beer close to you. Uh, of course, coming down to the Four Peaks uh, 8th Street Pub, get, get the chicken tenders. Uh, uh, Jesse, that's all Jesse was allowed to talk about. Uh, while I was gone, did he do this that? Did true. you do that the whole time? Did you tell him about the chicken tenders? I told them about the chicken tenders. Jesse for, was like, uh, "What do I talk about?" I said, "Just talk about the chicken tenders the whole time. They're <laughs> worthy of being talked about that much." So, again, if you get to go down there, enjoy their food. It's wonderful. Their merch is wonderful. Hell yeah, go for it, as Brett Johnson says. Uh, all right, I think he's just giving me license to use that catchphrase, which I'm going to do going forward. Uh, uh, <laughs> By the way, I talked about it earlier. The only division that matters to us, of course, is the all-city division. So let's take a look at how we're doing. Diamondbacks, uh, a little bit of breathing room there between us and the Rockies and catching up on those White Sox that have kind of stalled out uh, at 500. But, uh, Jesse, the most important thing of all of this tonight, at least, is that our friends from the CHGO Cubs are out at the Field of Dreams game, which is currently going on. The Cubs, last time I checked, were up. Uh, for nothing, I believe that's still going on. Uh, what are your thoughts on this Field of Dreams game? And uh, by the way, if you get a chance, make sure to go over and check out the CHGO Cubs because, like I said, our crew is out there uh, covering. the. They're actually at the Field of Dreams game. Or uh, It's awesome. I couldn't imagine being there. But uh, what, what what are your thoughts on this game? And and especially these teams, I know we kind of poked fun at them, but uh, you know the, these teams being involved uh, that don't really have much going on, do you, do, you, do you like that? Do you, do you want teams that are more in it playing each other in a game like this? Yeah, it is a little unfortunate that it's the Cubs and the Reds, like two teams that aren't particularly relevant right now. Um, and it's but... not a surprise either. It's like when they scheduled it, they kind of knew that these teams, neither one of them, I, I have a feeling they knew they weren't going to be, you know, big contenders this year. Yeah, I'm not really sure how you would have come to the conclusion that the Cubs or Reds were going to be good this year when right. when planning this event. So they uh, they fully knew what they were getting themselves into. But I, I had some questions like I voiced the other day about um, like would the novelty of this sort of sort of be lost just because, um, you know, this is the second time around the Field of Dreams game last year was incredible. Um, and I wondered if it, it would just lose its luster a little bit. That seems to have not happened. Um, we had Ken Griffey Jr. and Ken Griffey Sr. Um, Dude, coming out of the coming out of the corn and uh, Ken Griffey Jr. asked his dad if, you know, you want to have a catch. That have whole a catch? Thing. Yeah. Yes, it was, <laughs> it was just an outstanding moment. Um, there's a scene from Field of Dreams that's also 
Um, th there was also part of this that was voiced by Vin Scully himself, the late Vin Scully. Yeah. Um, and so I think that was an incredible moment from what I can tell for people in the stadium just to hear that. Um, so it seems like they've they've knocked this out of the park, uh, no pun intended. Um, but the, uh, no the Cubs... Intended. What? Okay, the pun was sort All of right, intended. That, that's fair. The pun was wholly intended. Um, but yes, the Cubs are up four to nothing right now in this game, and uh, I just hope that both teams brought their bug spray because, um, you know, being in Iowa near a field of corn, I imagine you would need that sort of thing. So, there you go. Uh, I feel like this is my chance to say that the Field of Dreams is not a very good movie, but I don't want to get blasted by people don't kill the mood we can talk about that another day you can't you can't do that today no i mean it's uh, i get it i get it i'm not gonna do that but uh i think brett just brought it up in the comments i think we talked about this before or i don't know i do a lot of baseball podcasts might have been years ago that i talked about this but would you like to see him do something with another like movie related type lot or field or something like that i mean there's not too many because there's not that many uh baseball uh, movies out there and a lot of them are just about playing in the actual ballparks that existed at the time so i don't know if it's really like there, there's not a lot of historic I, I don't even know what the polo grounds is now i'm sure it's like high-rise expensive <laughs> apartments or something like that right but like you know i i don't know there's like things that i would like to see i would love to see them play in a sandlot type game even if it's not in the <laughs> official place where they shot like the game that they played against the kids that were actually in little league that would be a great type you know just your standard like you know sandlot or someone even suggested like in a backyard you know or something like that like these would all be incredible but i, I don't know there's not there's not too many other movie locales i think that you can really do for baseball that isn't just yeah stadiums. Yeah, really what I'm waiting for, Derek, is for them to take some of the uh, some of the stadiums from backyard baseball um, and to like turn those into like actual go. physical yeah. places. Yes. There would be a big time market for that sort of thing. So that's what I I, that's it. that's what I'm looking forward to. Hopefully, will the Arizona Diamondbacks ever be involved in something like this? Um. Are they I always going to be overlooked because time is always going to favor teams that have been around for a hundred years versus, you know, the babies of the, of, of the league essentially. Yeah. I mean, field of dreams, I'd be pretty surprised to see the D backs in a field of dreams game. Um, but a, you know, a backyard baseball facility You're really pushing brought that to idea. life. I like, it. I, I, I think, mean, I think they'd I'm let, they'd let it. any team, they'd <laughs> let any team do that. So we just need to get that to happen, and then the Diamondbacks can have all of the national attention that uh, we've all been craving for. So there you I go. I think that I think that's what it's about. Like I know right now the like it's not like the Diamondbacks are a good team that's not getting you know the spotlight. So I get that right, but that could very easily be the case next year, right? Next year they could easily be one of those teams that you know could be a handful of games over 500 and contending for like some sort of playoff spot, but not really getting much attention because essentially they're still third in their division behind the Dodgers and the Padres. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think someone said in the comments earlier, speaking of, of just being underrated in general, um, Zach Gallen was on uh starting nine, I believe today. I watched some of it and, uh, and they referred to Zach Gallen as the most underrated I'm not sure if it was pitcher or just player in general, but the most underrated pitcher at the very least in all of baseball. 
Um, so that was a pretty cool interview. The part of it that I saw, I need to, I need to watch the rest of it, but, um, Jake Arrieta is one of the, one of the hosts for starting nine. So it's pretty, pretty cool hearing their conversation. I get it too, because that gallon again, uh, you know, how many great performances have we seen out of him this year where he didn't end up getting the win to the point where we were kind of laughing about it because it was either those rare few implosions that he had where he kind of, you know, things fell apart for him before he got pulled out of the game there for a stretch or just the comebacks and, and, you know, the team kind of blowing things after he left the game. So, you know, it, there, there is something to be said for, you know, focusing on his win loss record, especially and having it factor in considering that he should probably have double digit wins at this point of the season easily. Right. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. You know, Hey, we'll continue to see this team, Roll, go ahead. Like I said, that Colorado Rockies series is coming up. And, uh, you know, their offense is already in a pretty good place to go to Colorado and go to Coors Field. Can only, you know, hopefully keep things on on a similar roll. Yeah, yeah, this is, I mean, this is the the last part of this stretch that we've talked about where the Diamondbacks have an opportunity to really uh, gain some ground on some of the other teams that we've been talking about. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's off to, it's off to course field and the, the diamondbacks are playing good baseball right now, Derek, they've won yeah. four out of their last five games and, um, they've had some success in, in Denver of late. So, um, hopefully they can, uh, they can continue their success into Denver this weekend. Uh, Alan Sergio says poor cornfield today. Is this, uh, is that, uh, just hmm. the cornfield's the star, man, this yeah. cornfield you're looking at this the wrong way. The cornfield has been waiting all year for this. This is the cornfield oh, yeah. shine. Like <laughs> they get to be the, what the, the wall for a baseball game. They get to be the focus. Do you know how much corn is probably getting eaten by people attending this game? That's gotta be the <laughs> primary delicacy, right? Some sort of a lote, <laughs> you know, some, right. I can't That's imagine. all they have. The The concessions better be all corn Just or at least corn based Various yeah. varieties of corn. That's, I would be, I'd be mad if it wasn't all that, you know, corn dogs, yeah. Jesse. There you go. There you go. Corn dogs, corn on the cob. You probably have a corn on the cob sort oh, of a deal. I love, I love corn on the cob. I still, Disneyland had corn on the cob. It was fantastic. The pickle or the, 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 the pretzels shaped like Mickey mouse and the corn on the cob. That's what got me through that hellish three days i spent in that park but uh cattle corn flying off the shelves jesse uh-huh. there's our connection there you go. There you go. that's how that's why we should play in the field of dreams game right there but okay okay i have a i have a question for you so what is what is your favorite form of corn like any kind of food that is like corn based what is the best what is the best one I had, again, I'm sorry for this to be Disney related, but when we went to uh, Disney World and we went to their Animal Kingdom Park, which by far was the best park of all four in Orlando, uh, we were going on a safari ride that featured real animals on it. So it wasn't like a safari ride. It was literally just you in a truck going around and seeing the live animals that they have at the Animal Kingdom Park. And while we were Mm. waiting in line, I decided to stop at a stand and get corn. And it was just like... I don't know. It was just grilled corn with like, it was like a, a form of a lote, but it was more based on like some African spices and things based on the region of the world that we were in when we were going on the safari. Right. But it was still just 
It was just bomb ass grilled buttered corn with amazing like slight spicy seasoning on it. I, I can't even mm. describe it, but it was like I ate. I, I had some before we got on the ride. Then while we were in line, I decided to go back and get more. Then when we got off it, I was like, well, I don't know if we're going to come back to the corn place, so we should get some to go, right? <laughs> I had three years of corn that day, Jesse. And that was just that was just one of four parks I went to. So that shows how much I enjoyed that corn. Uh, I've tried to replicate it at home. I've tried to use curry seasoning and other things. I can't get it right, mm. but I, it was mm. just simple, but it was incredible. It was the best form of corn I think I've ever had. I'm a big cornbread advocate. I don't know if I'm no. alone in that, but yeah. I, I do I like love cornbread. myself a loaf of cone of cornbread. Yeah. Yeah. Especially like homemade cornbread. I mean, I, I don't like there's just I love it. Uh, I'm I'm big. I'm I'm a big bread person. Bread's almost a weakness of mine. I will eat an excessive amount mm. of bread. I will turn a good dinner into a sandwich just because I want bread with it like oh yeah this chicken's good but if i slice it up and put it between two pieces of this sourdough bread we got going on here bam you know like so bread's definitely a weakness of mine for sure but um uh, by the way yes and core bread slaps uh if you guys haven't done so already we appreciate you guys being here uh those of you that signed up for a membership thank you as always uh if you haven't signed up for a membership make sure to do so go to gophnx.com grab a membership, become part of the family, get yourself an annual membership. You'll get a free t-shirt like this one. I'm wearing that almost matches the sticker on my microphone perfectly. Uh, Jesse hates the show, so he doesn't wear our stuff ever, apparently. What do you got on? Hey, you got a Cardinals one I'm today, wearing, don't you? I'm wearing a Where's Cardinals shirt. Where's the D-bag today? stuff, Jesse? We're the D-bag show. We talked about I that wore before. that. I think I wore it yesterday or the yeah. day before. It is currently it is currently in the laundry pile right now. But I'll resurrect it before too long. By the way, you can go, Jesse, to phnxlocker.com and pick yourself up some more. Do you have the do you have the Seth Cerveza shirt yet? I am ashamed to say that I have not purchased mm. Seth Cerveza. I'm not gonna shirt I'm not gonna hang you out to dry. I also don't have it. So I think we should go <laughs> mutually and both get that shirt. Uh, we sure probably should. That. We should, right? Yeah, we probably should. Who knows how long it's gonna be available for? But uh, if you get an annual membership, you can get that Seth Cerveza shirt for free or whatever shirt you wish from the phnxlocker.com. If you get a month-to-month -month membership, you'll get your first month for just 50 cents. Regardless of your membership status, you'll get discounts over at the PHNX Locker. You get us, you get Jesse. Uh, I'm probably going to write some stuff too. I'm not, Jesse's not the only one that writes around here. Saul just looked at me one day and I, he told me to stop. So I don't, I, how do you take that? Is it, is it, am I bad? I don't know. That's a, yeah, I'll let, I'll let you, uh, people don't I'll tell you, you to stop that. when you're good at something. Right. I don't think that's the way it works. But anyway, <laughs> um, definitely check out Jesse's writing over at gophnx.com. Uh, get that membership and, uh, join us in the discord, by the way, where, we are always having a great time. If you're watching us right now on YouTube, thank you for being here. Subscribe to the PHNX Sports YouTube channel if you haven't done so already. Give us a little thumbs up, like. We always appreciate you doing that, as well as uh, signing up for notifications. That way, whenever we go live, like this show, that was unexpectedly late due to pickleball, uh, you guys can know when we're going to go live. And I'm going to talk about it, Jesse. Pickleball results. Not a strong day for Team D-backs. Not a strong day. No. Especially oh. when you got us to the together on the court, we thought we were going to pick our partners for this event. So Jesse and I were like keyed in, which would have oh, been yeah. a disaster. Uh, and no offense <laughs> to Jesse, but <laughs> on one of our ends, but not on mine. Uh, by the way, Jesse in game six did ask what the rules were 
about bounces on uh, returning the ball, which was fascinating to me considering how many. Wow, you really, you really will not let that. I am so disappointed in you in that. And uh, I was terrible. So the the way I take it out on uh, how terrible I was is by yelling at you about that one. Sure. That one time. Makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. I, I had a strong comeback after my bye round, though, Jesse. I went undefeated after the bye. I went 4 0. So mm. I, I, I had some water. I reset, you know, I refocused, uh, had a talk with the guys, and we came back stronger than ever in the second half. I mean, you uh, you brought your own paddle. So there's a certain yeah. amount of, uh, you have to live it's, up to it, a it, certain level if yeah, you're going to bring not, your own paddle really to pickleball. Sucks when you do that. Yeah. It's like bringing your own ball to the bowling alley. I just got this ball one day on the cheap and I don't like sticking my fingers in a ball that is a rental, right? Like that seems like a reasonable thing. Same thing with shoes. They were a tandem. They came together, but because my shoes match my bowling ball that I bring to the bowling alley, (laughs) people expect me to be good. (laughs) I'm not. (laughs) I just wanted my own shit. When I go, I like to go bowling. I enjoy bowling. It doesn't mean I'm good at it. Right. Same thing with pickleball. Right. There's a court by mm. my house. It's outdoors. It's packed all the time. I found out there are not very many pickleball courts in the state of Arizona. It's one of no. a few, and it's free, so a lot of people go to it, and they will toe-tap the hell out of you if you're taking too long while playing a casual game of pickleball with your daughter, Jesse. no matter how old she is, no matter how adorable she is. They are like, yep, I don't care. Get get your child, get your shit, and get out of here. You know, that's wow attitude. That's how I was raised on pickleball. That's why I had a bit of a chip on my shoulder there about you not knowing the rules six games into the into the thing. <laughs> how do we even know that it was exactly six games? I don't know. Are I you know. like because I was counting my own losses, Jesse. So I'm pretty sure oh. I knew how many games we were in deep at that point. But anyway, fair enough. Uh, fun day though. I, lo- I always love our staff uh, meetings. I just don't know, Jesse, if I'm going to survive them. I, I don't yeah. know. If I'm, I'm going to make That's it. Fair through the rest of the staff meetings for the end of the year we were supposed to play paintball uh and that got revoked for all the yeah. reasons i feel like right for many many different reasons yeah. including yeah, lack sure. of attendance because nobody wanted to like go murder each other playing yeah, paintball. Well, uh, <laughs> we almost killed each other with racing cars i don't know what the difference with paintball guns is, but whatever anyway uh we thank you guys <laughs> no elizabeth says i didn't realize pickleball was real i thought cheers to made it up it is very real Cheerston, uh, by the way, brought her paddle today and she brought her a game. She did. Uh, the the word the word going around was that Cheerston was stealing souls on the pickleball court, which I, I don't know exactly what categorizes that, but it made me terrified. Um, uh, and then I beat her seven to nothing. So <laughs> whatever. Wow, anyway, you beat Kirsten seven to nothing. It might have been seven to one. I don't know. I'm just gonna say oh seven to nothing because hopefully she won't see this. But uh, we thank you guys so much uh, for watching us. Of course, you can follow us on Twitter uh, and chat with us more about pickleball or in the Discord. Of course, uh, I think there's some pictures going around. There's gonna be a video that makes me look very foolish, Jesse. I know that for a fact. But I didn't. I didn't end the day as badly as I probably look in that video. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at cap underscore caveman with a K. Jesse is at Jesse and Friedman. Our show is at PHNX underscore D-backs. But of course, all roads lead to at PHNX underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Again, we thank you guys for being here in the comments, for watching along. 
and for being Diamondbacks fans. Big win, big series win. We appreciate you guys being here. On behalf of Jesse and myself, thank you so much for your time. And remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it's so much more fun when I hit a same-game parlay on the Arizona Diamondbacks. Let's go.